I'm sorry to do this. I just have to thank you. I can't forget the units in church, in chapel. The wonderful units in chapel that have made this place a wonderful place to worship. You are laboring and sowing seed. Don't worry. When it germinates, the world will see. May God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. There is nobody that has done something for God and goes back the same. I can tell you my life is a testimony. There is no way you will sow in the house of God and God will not bless you. So don't take it as a burden. Don't take it as a burden at all. When they say that um, the, 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 the unit responsible for intercessory prayers will be the ones in charge of evangelism, people murmur. Don't take it as a burden. It's a wonderful blessing. If you know what God has done for you, to even share with him, it's a, it's, it's a privilege. Don't murmur at all. If you have opportunity, share and share and work for God. I bet you in God's name, you will not regret it. There is nobody that has done it without receiving. And I also want to thank the people that have been praying for this school. Please, if you can pray, pray more. God is helping us. I also want to thank all of you. If I didn't mention your name, I thank you very Please, can you put your hands together for yourself? It is a time when people don't like to come to church. When people don't fellowship. But because you have come here, God will make sure it comes to you in Jesus' name. Please, can you turn with, turn with me in your Bible to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3, verse 8 to 10. Genesis 3, 8 to 10. I read. And they heard the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, God, amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam, and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Praise God. I want to preach to us, or talk to us, say the gospel with us, on a topic I titled, Where art thou? Praise God. Where art thou? That is the first question that Jesus, or God, asked our first Early parents, Adam and Eve. And that is the same question God is asking you today. Where art thou? And you can also say that is a King James version. You can say, Where are you? The same thing. And if you want, it's a question that derives needs an answer. And I want to say, when God asks a question, it is not that God does not know the answer, please. Like when God asked Adam and Eve, it's not that God did not know the answer. God knows the answer because the Bible has made us to understand he knows the end from the beginning. He's the omniscience, omnipresence, and all-knowing God. So he knows everything. He knows how your life will take effect. But when he asks a question like he asked Adam and Eve, and he's asking you now, it is for your good. It is that you might answer and derive a blessing. Praise God. And when you want to answer a question like this, where are thou? You have to answer it in context. I mean, in a relationship. For example, if it is your first time in Aksu, and maybe you came to visit a brother or a friend, and you come around maybe auditorium like this place, and your brother and friend maybe was in class and asked you, oh, Mr. Cohn, where are you? One of the first things you would do would be to turn around, turn around and check what is in this place before you can answer. You say, oh, I'm in a place like in a football field. I'm close to, I don't know if you understand. When God asks you a question, he asks so that you derive an answer. And when you're answering, you're answering it in relationship. And this is this question, the first question. Anything that is in the, is, 
it's in the Bible. It's not a joke. Because God knows why it's putting it. The first question, it's a very important one. Because if you don't know where you are, you cannot ever know where you are going to. Praise God. If you do not know where you are, you cannot know where you're going to. And when God is asking you where you are, it is not asking for your physical presence. Praise God. Because God is no not really interested in your physical presence is interested in your spiritual presence. So when God is asking you, where are you? As he's asking you now, he's asking you to know where is your location spiritually and mentally. Where is your location spiritually and mentally? And if I want to answer these questions, briefly we can answer it in two ways, two categories, two ways of answering this question. The first one is about stages of life. I can answer this question using the stages of life. And I can also answer this question using the seasons of life. I will spend more time in the second one. Open with your Bible to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12 to 14. 1 John 2, 12 to 14. I read, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the father. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. If you look at that scripture very well, there are three stages described there. The first one is child. The second one, young men. The next one, fathers. Three stages of life. And whether you like it or or not, in your stages of life, you'll be in one of these. And what the first one, childhood. What is the childhood stage of life? It is the stage of life that you are living. And children, if you're in the childhood stage of life, everything you are, every time in your life, you are demanding for people to help you. You are always asking the question, I need, always saying the question, I need someone to do this for me. I need someone that will help me. For example, if a student, you say, I need someone that will help me to open the Bible. I need someone that will help me to preach. I need someone that will help me to write. I need someone that will help me to pass exams. If you are in that stage of your life, please, you are a child. And no matter your age, you are a child. If you go into the general life, there are people that they never want to do anything for themselves. They always want people to do things for themselves. For them, rather. They never want to attempt anything. They want people to help them in every sphere of their life. And if you are that kind of a person, I pity you, a child. And the good news is that you can move from childhood to adulthood. Praise God. The next stage of life is young men. And young men means adulthood. That is the stage that you are living. And that is the stage that you do exploits. That is the stage that you say, I want to do this. I want to write exams. I want to have my BSc. I want to do this. I want to preach. I want to pray. I want to do this. It is the stage you no longer want people to do for you. You want to do. You want to attempt. And if that is you are, even if that is a question or the thing you are always saying to your mind, you are an adult. Praise God. And the last stage is the fathers. The fathers or the parenthood. That is a stage, I will describe it as a stage of legacy. If you are an adult, all you are interested in is to help people achieve. Adulthood, like a mama here, is helping you to achieve. In your stage of life as an adult, you are not interested in wanting people to do for you nor doing things you want to help people to do. That is the stage that you ask the question and say, how can I help this man to do this? How can I help this person to do this? For example, your parents. Your parents will ask you, how can I help my son to achieve a BSc? Those are the things you do. If you are in that stage of life, you are an adult. Praise God. Praise God. 
Praise God. So I've talked about three stages. Let's answer. We are too cold. Praise God. Well, I've, I've talked about three stages from now. The young men, sorry, the child, the young men, and the fathers. The fathers live for legacy. The young men, they are living. They want to do exploits. And the children, they want to learn. They always want people to do things for themselves. For them, they are dependent on others. Then the next one is the seasons of life. The next stage, how I can answer, where am I? Is the seasons of life. Please, can you open with your Bible to Genesis chapter 8. Genesis 8, 21 to 22. Genesis 8, 21 to 22. And the Lord smelled a sweet sabbath. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again cause the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will again smite any more everything living as I have done. 22. While the earth remained, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That is God saying when Noah had come out of the floor, or sorry, of the boat, he sacrificed a wonderful sacrifice to God, and God smelled and said, I will never again destroy man like this. But as long as man liveth, there will be seed time and harvest cold or winter, heat or summer. Then there will be a time called day and a time called night. How can I answer where I am? Spiritually or mentally? You can answer through the seasons of life. So I will just take the seasons one by one. The first time, seed time. Seed time is a time that you plant. Seed time is a time that you take a sacrifice because you want to achieve something in future. Seed time is a time that you labor. Seed time is a time that you sow. Praise God. And when you sow in the seed time, it is what you will reap in the harvest. If you do not sow, you will not reap. For example, if you want to achieve a BSc, the seed time is for you to go to school, like you have done. If you do not go to school, you will not achieve a BSc. If you don't come to this place and spend four years and go through all the turmoils and all the trials of life, you can never achieve the BSc. Praise God. If you want to make heaven, seed time is living holy. Throughout your stay here, you live only. That is the time that you have. If you do not live, you do not follow God, convert your life to Christ, you will not make heaven. In any sphere of life, there must be a seed time. The next one is cold or winter. Winter is not in this part of the world. You know, the Bible was written in those days. We have, it was not written in Nigeria. As God gave them understanding, so they wrote the Bible. Winter is in Europe, but it is the same thing as the cold season in this place. There is always a season called the cold season in Nigeria season is a time of loneliness and abandonment. If you are in your cold season, you are lonely and you are, you'll be abandoned. Everything you do in life does not seem to work. No matter what you put your hand in, it does not work. And God is wonderful. God is very wonderful. When you are in your cold season, do not destroy things. Because like it happens in Europe, after the winter comes the summer. So after your cold season will come the harvest season, will come the day season, will come the bright season. Praise God. Cold season of your time that you are abandoned, forgotten, lonely. Nobody wants to look at you. There are some of us that stay like that. Even if you don't like it, it will come to your life. Because God has said in his word, and his word must come to pass, that in your life, in your lifetime, there must be these seasons. So, the cold season, there must be a time in your life where nobody wants to see you. I had mine. And I know I will have it again. Praise God. The next one is the day, the day season. When you are in your day season, everything is shining. Everything is shining. When you stand out, people see you. 
like in the day like this, we are seen from afar. When you stand out to talk, everybody is seeing you. Everything you put your hand on, looks like it is gold. People will say it is locked. It is not locked. Your season of arrival has come. Praise God. The next one is the night season. The night season is a season where everything clothes over you. You are, everything is closing over you. You do not, it seems that nothing is working. And if you are in your night and cold season, it is a wonderful time. It can take, it can bring depression to you. If you do not know how to manage this thing, you might think that nothing in your life will succeed. Praise God. Then the last season is the harvest season. Harvest season. Harvest season is a time that you harvest. You go to uproot those things that you planted. If you do not plant, you will not harvest. Harvest season is that time that you know, there are some ministries that are in your harvest season. They had planted long ago and they are harvesting. For example, I worship with the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our daddy G.O. is in his harvest season. The Redeemed Christian Church of God is in the harvest season. They had planted many, many years ago, since 1976. They had planted and planted and planted for about many years. Nobody heard of them. And suddenly, they are blossoming. So they are in their harvest season. Praise God. Praise God. And I want to talk about four lessons here. Then we close and pray and we close. Praise God. The first lesson that we can learn from these seasons is that the harvest season is the most complex season. Praise God. We can think if we are explaining like this, you will say that the harvest season is the sweetest season, is the most wonderful, is the most lovely season. But that is not true. The harvest season is the most complex season. Why? Two reasons. One man can plant a field, but it takes Many people to harvest it. In your seed season, in your seed time, sowing season, you'll be the only one to plant. You are the one planting and planting and planting and planting and planting. Nobody is seeing you. Nobody is following you. In your harvest season, you must bring people to come and harvest with you because you can never harvest it alone. And that means in your harvest season, if you do not know how to work with people, your harvest will be abandoned. Your harvest will be destroyed. There are a lot of people that should have harvested or should harvest, but they do not have people skills. They cannot work with people. For example, God has blessed you so much and it is a time for you to be seen in the singing ministry, but you cannot work with people. Your harvest will be aborted. Praise God. God has blessed you so much in a particular sphere. It is a time for you to harvest. But you, can, you don't have ability to cohabit with people. Your harvest will be aborted. Then the next reason is that in someone's harvest, if you are working in someone's harvest, that is not your harvest. This is the one that we miss a lot. Praise God. This is a one that we missed a lot. I want to take example from uh, Daddy Gio, uh, Redeemed Christian Church of God. He is presently working in his harvest season. He is harvesting. But there are, I can bet you there are thousands and thousands of pastors working under him. Those pastors are not in their harvest season. They are in their sowing season, in their seed season. And if they miss it, that is why you see some people, if they, some, some ministries, some pastors will go and fellowship with a particular pastor. Sorry, I'm talking about pastors. I'll come to you. Work, fellowship with a particular pastor. As they are fellowshipping, that pastor is making wave. He's blossoming. He's doing things. And they also want to do things. You cannot do things at that time because that is your harvest season. That is your sowing season. The, all they want is to get from people. And you will see them. They will stay or they will stay with one particular ministry for 10, 15 years and they will not achieve anything. It can come to you in detail. How? You have been here from first year, second year, third year, fourth year. You are a minister. You are a worker. You are doing things. But after the four years, you have not achieved anything. Why? Because you came into a season of your sowing season. And you did not want to sow. 
You did not want to sow seed, impact life, or bless people. You wanted to shine. You wanted everybody to see you like they were sick mama. So instead of seeing the seed, you will see the harvest. You want to do things. These people do not like me. These people hate me. I want to be seen. Doing many, many things. And at the end, you will live without being blessed. How many of us will go to a harvest, to a field, go to a place that there is harvest and we do not want to sow? How many of us will go to a friend that is harvesting, is making waves, is you are staying maybe with a, a particular friend of yours somewhere, is driving a big car, is doing things, and you are thinking that is your own sister because you are related to him. You do not want to read or to go to school or to do things. It will come a time that his harvest will finish and you too will finish. You can stay with him for 20, 15, 80 years. Nothing will come to your life. And I want to charge us. If you are in your harvest season, you have to know how to manage people. And then the people coming into your ministry or coming into your harvest, you have to tell them, be conscious because God will ask of you. Be conscious to tell them and make sure they understand that they are not in their harvest season. I have a lot of mentees. And I, have, I, I, I like sucking them too. What I mean by mentees, I have people, especially here, that come to me and say they want to mentor. I want, I want me to mentor them. And I try my best as God gives me. But when you come to me, you are looking for shine. I know how I will test you. You are looking for harvest. Without you telling me, I will just leave you alone. And if I have the God's grace, I will tell you that this is not your season. I will tell you somehow. I need you to understand. And that is the same thing I'm telling you. If you are in your harvest season, which you will be in a short time. Some of us are already in our harvest season. Please, I need you to tell people, tell those people that this is not your harvest season. This is your seed time. The next lesson I want us to learn because of time. The seed time needs, the seed needs a specific place for harvest. The seed needs the first the harvest season help me. This harvest season is the most complex season. The next one is that the seed needs a specific place to harvest. Please, Genesis 16 verse 1. Genesis 16 verse 1. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, bring him no children. Okay, please, for time, let me share the. We know about Hagar. If you don't know Hagar, Hagar was the handmaid or the house help of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And like we know the Bible stories, Sarah did not be Sarah did not be a child. And after some time, through our own imagination, like women do, meet the husband Abraham and say, Oh, we do not have children. Can you have a child for me through Sarah? And Abraham said, No, I don't think this is going to work. She convinced Abraham, and Abraham had a child through what? Sarah. And like uh, we would expect. Sarah now, because she has now had have a child, she now began to look lace or to take Sarah, sorry, Hagar, because she has now had, she has now have a child, she now began to look lace on Sarah. She was looking, maybe, you know what women do. At this one, I have been here, you have been here for many, many, many years. You cannot be a child. I just came into the scene and look at me, I have a son now. She began, so Sarah went to the husband and said, oh, my husband, I, this person is not doing well with me. I want you to send this person away. And make after so many, many, many worries. Abraham, Abraham, I think in verse 8. No, verse 6. If you go to verse 6, it says, And Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy handmaid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. That is one of the things, if you're a man, don't tell a woman. If you tell a woman, please do as you like. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Abraham said that. 
to Sarah. And Sarah went and stole the house, uh, the housemaid, Hagar. Please leave my house. It's time for you to leave my house. You cannot stay in my house again. Hagar left the house and ran away. Abi, no, no, it's not the time that she no, she didn't send Hagar. Please, sorry. She began to maltreat Hagar very, very well. She maltreat, she did not leave yet. She did not send her away. Please. She, she sent her away, but not yet. She began to maltreat Aga very, very well. She maltreated Aga. And Aga, because of this maltreatment, she was very, very well in her cold season. A cold and night season. Left the house and went to the wilderness. Went to the wilderness and stayed in her plan. She was there for her to die and the seed which she was carrying in her womb to die. But look at verse 8. Verse 8. No? Verse 9. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return unto thy mistress and submit under thy hands. Please, let's go to verse 8. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where camest thou? That is the angel of the Lord. Okay, let's take from verse 7. And the angel of the Lord found her by the fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to shore, and said unto her, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where comest thou? And whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under thy hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed. Let's forget about that. But that would have been for us. It would have been a very wicked angel. The angel came and said, and said Hagar, you are to return to that wickedness. My friend, go back to that wickedness. It is not yet time for you to leave. And that is a story to us. A lot of us are staying in places that we are receiving so much harsh treatment. So much wicked treatment. And you think it is a time for you to leave. It is not yet time for you to leave. When it is time for you to leave, God will make you to leave. There was a time where Sarah left. And I want to charge us, especially pastors. I've seen it a lot in pastors. Pastors will stay and they say, this man of God does not, maybe you are working with, under, uh, maybe for example, mama. And God forbid, mama is treating you so bad. Is wickeding you. There's no time for you to minister, but you know you carry an anointing. You carry something in your belly. No, no, even if the time they give you, they must disgrace you. So many wicked treatments. And because of that, you say you want to leave chapel. Let me go to another church. Praise God. And that is happening some of us in our homes. It is not time. You do not live like that. If you do not understand seasons, probably that is your co-season. God has a specific purpose for every season. I am an example. I grew up with a stepmom. From the age of seven, I grew up with a stepmom. And if you have ever stayed with a stepmom, I bet you should not want to stay. Wicked and harsh treatment. <laughs> Praise God. It was a time that I would go to school like this and I would not want to go back to my house. Yes. And it was a time that I would say, I want to leave my parents. I just, but thank God for God. I just had to stay because whether you like it or yes, you need your father's and mother's blessing. Praise God. And that is what the angel told Hagar. This seed must be blessed by Abraham. This seed is a product of, when you bear the seed, the seed must be blessed by Abraham. And if, because of time, I will just tell the story. Hagar had, Hagar had to return back to Abraham. And there she bore, she suffered again. She bore Ishmael and suffered for about 18 years. And after suffering, same treatment, same harsh treatment. Then Sarah came again and said, oh, if you read down, uh, Hagar, it is time for you to leave my house. When it was time, he said, oh, and he went to the face of the Lord. The source said, it is time. Ishmael was blessed. And that is why Ishmael became a prince. Praise God. Wherever you are staying, where you are receiving a harsh treatment, a severe treatment, a perilous treatment, don't rush to leave. You might 
leave, people have rushed to leave their place of harvest and go out to the wilderness and they are destroyed. You might leave that place because you might not know that maybe you, yes, like I said with mama, mama is treating you bad. That might be the place, the chapel might be the place that you must harvest. And you rush to leave chapel to another place. That place that you are living, you are living to the wilderness. No water, no food, nothing. And you die. If you check around the world, if you use your head to do that arithmetic, you will see that there are some pastors that have left one ministries and go out and nobody is hearing them today. When they started, they were starting with so much fire. If you check around, there are some people that have left their father's house and their mother's house. They were with so much wonderful things. And they left their father's and mother's house and go out to the wilderness and nobody is hearing about them today. Your seed needs a specific place to harvest. The next one, you need to understand and manage your season. For no season is a bad one. This is the one that is very critical. You, if you do not understand and manage this season, you will walk with the early pressure. And when you walk with the early pressure, you are those to and fro. And when you walk with early pressure, you make mistakes. For example, if you're in your cold season or night season, and you do not understand that you're in your cold or night season, you will walk with the early pressure. They say, come on, go. If you do not understand, you will follow the pressures of the world and go out into a place that nobody should see you. If you do not understand the seasons, you might be in your night season. Night season is a time that nobody should even see you. And you will come out and come to exposure. When there is time for you to, to sit down in your house and blossom with the word of God, you might come out and be destroyed. They are if, especially if you're in your night season, that is a season that nobody should see you. It's a season of darkness. Some of us have come out before our time. We have exposed ourselves materialized before our time. It is not yet time for you to show up. You have come to the scene. If you come up prematurely, you will die. Praise God. So, I'm saying that you need to understand and manage your seasons well. If not, problems will come. And why am I saying that? Seasons, the word, it is the word of God. It says, as far as you live, seasons will come. Day, night, morning, sorry, day, night, winter, cold season, and hot season, and seed and harvest. And these seasons do not come one after the other. They do not come once. They, they come as God pleases. If you are in your surface season now, you will also be in your seed season. You should not harvest once and forget about again. Because you need to harvest and sow again. If you are in your cold season now, you will come to the harvest. If you are in your dark season, don't give up. Because in the darkest of time comes the brightest of morning. In by 12 minutes, the darkest, the next minute is the morning. Praise God. So if you are in your dark, please just manage it. You know, you need to manage it. Don't come out for exposure. And know that this season will come again. So if you are in your harvest, you will come to seed time. If you are in your harvest, coal will come again. You need to plan for it. If you are in your harvest, day will come. If you're in your harvest, night will come. If you're in your seed time, harvest will come. And sometimes they don't come one at a time. They come two times. Some of us sitting here, in our cold season, you will look so lonely. Don't worry. Be close to God. Hold God fame. Sometimes we're in cold and night season. If you're in such season, you might think everything has abandoned you. Don't worry. The people that God wants to climb the highest, give them precious the most. Praise God. Praise God. And again, don't attempt to fight the seasons. Do not fight the seasons. It will of God has a specific plan for it. Don't say, oh, I'm in my night season now. I need to fight. I need to come out today. No, sir. 
Relax. When it is time, God will take you out. And how will you know it is time? When you get close to the word. Some of us are here, we do not even read the word one day. The word of God says in Isaiah 4 verse 6, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected the knowledge, I will reject you and you will never be a prince. It is not that the word is not there. It is not that the Bible is not there. It is not that the church is not there. You reject to go. And God is saying, I will not show you anything. How will I know the time that I have to, it is time for me to come out. God will show you. God will speak to you. If you are close to God, all you need is a relationship with God. Praise God. If you can hear from God, God will tell you it is time that you will come out. Praise God. And I want to use a Bible. Then again, okay, let me make this point, please. In, your, in, in any season, people make mistakes because they cannot manage seasons. You can make mistakes. Maybe you're in your night season, you make mistakes. You should not have come out. Please, if you, have, if you have made mistakes because of mismanaging seasons, you need to correct the mistakes on your own. Don't think that because I have made a mistake, God will correct the mistakes. You need to correct the mistakes. Some people have wasted many more years in their season of coldness or nightness because of the mistake they made. And they have refused to correct it. Praise God. And again, I want to just show a, a, an example. Example with this is Jacob. Because of time, I will just share the story. Jacob in Genesis chapter 18 verse 10. Please, can we just go there? Just briefly, briefly, briefly. Genesis 18 verse 10. No, Genesis 28 verse 10, rather, please. 28. And Jacob went out of Bishiba and went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried the all night. I want us to note all night because the sun was set. I want us to note because the sun was set. That was Jacob. When We know the story about Jacob. Exchange his birthright with his brother and then uh, the brother wanted to kill him and he ran away. That is when he was running. He ran to a place called Haran and the Bible says in that place because the sun was set on him. That means Jacob was in his night season. He was in his night season and he tarried in his night season 21 years. If a lot of when you are in your night, a lot of things come into your life, and you must be careful. If you check Jacob's story, they even presented a wife for him in the night because he was in his night. But look, let's look at Genesis 32, verse 21. 32, Genesis 32, verse 22, please. And he rose up in the night and took his two wives. That is when he made his mind to go and meet his brother Esau. He took his two wives. By this time, he was a very broke-ass nigger. He had, he had two wives and two servants that he has impregnated. He was just bearing children left and right. And he took the two wives and separated them. And him himself, he was alone. And the Bible says in 23, and he took them and sent them over the brook and sent, and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And he wrestled with a man until the breaking of the day. Please, let's note. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh and was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be no more called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob said unto him, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore it is written, Thou doest ask after my name. And he blessed him there. 
and Jacob, please, let's note now, and Jacob called the name of the place, Peniel, for he, for he had seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his time. Praise God. He was in his ninth season in 20, chapter 28. A lot of, if you read down, because of time I cannot explain. If you read down, a lot of terrible things happened to Jacob. He suffered. Suffered for labor. Suffered. But in chapter 32, when God wanted to take him into his harvest, he had to come out of the night. And the Bible says, when he was entering, he said, and the sun set over him. And when after the time he met, before he will meet Esau, and everything will change for him, the Bible again said, and the sun rose. He entered, and God took him out. If you are a child of God, when you are in your nineties, and don't worry, stay there. You might stay for a long time. Trust God. The problem is that we don't trust God enough. And if you trust God, and you know God, and you hear from God, God in His infinite mercies will also take you out. The last lesson. The last lesson. The cold or dark season doesn't need exposure. The cold or dark season doesn't need exposure. Matthew 2 verse 1. Matthew 2 verse 1. I'm sorry. I'm a little... Matthew 2 verse 1. Okay, that story, if you read, is about the wise man. We know the story about the wise man. I'm saying the cold or dark season does not need exposure. If you're in your dark season, you understand season, it does not, it is not a time for you to be seen. It is a time for you to dream. It is a time for you to create something. Be creative in your dark season. It is a time that God will take you and show you things. Dream dreams, have visions, do, manufacture things, do a lot of things. It is not a time for you to shine. It is in the daytime that you will shine. In the night season, it is not a time for you to shine. I want to use this story. If you if you, if we know about the three wise men. The three wise men is a very wonderful story. Those wise men, I don't know why the Bible calls them wise. They, they knew that Jesus was born. And they went to the king that time, at that time, Herod, and said, Oh, king, we have come from the very far east. A, a king, a, new, a king is born. We have come to worship him. And the king said, Oh, you mean the king? I am the king. He said, No, you are not the king. We have seen another king. We want to come and worship him. And if they were so wise, if they were so wise, wouldn't they know that it is an act of treason for you to go to a president and say there is another president in the land? Because two presidents cannot be there. Oh, and the king just went to his, what we call in school here, R&D, Research and Development Department, and said, oh, please check for me, where is the king born? They went and checked and said the king was to be born in Bethlehem. And they said, okay. He came back to the three wise men and said, oh, please go and worship him. When you see him, when you see every place, come back and tell me so that I too might go and worship him. And do you know, those three wise men were planning to go back and tell the king, the king is there. If not that the angel appeared to them and said, do not go. What is that thing showing us? Jesus was birth. Jesus was the son of God. Wasn't he? He is. Does he have angelic protection? He has. Can God and destroy everybody in the world so that he will manifest? Yes. But that is the same God that told the parents, take up the child and run away. Because this is not the season for him to be seen. It is a season for him to hide. If he is seen now, everything is exposed. Everything will be destroyed. Jesus was in his night season for 30 years. Manifested 3 years. And you are here. Small 4 years. You cannot hold yourself. 
before you manifest. Praise God. All I'm saying is that first is asking you, where are you today? And in that question, you can answer it two ways. By telling him your season and by telling him your stage. And as you tell him, God will give you the grace to manage. Can we be on our feet? Our Father in heaven, we glorify your name, Lord. We bow down before you. of the world. If you are here and you have not given your life to Christ, I want you to just place your hand on your chest. Please, all eyes closed. I want you to place your right hand on your chest and repeat this prayer after me. If you are here, you have not given your life to God and you want to give your life, it is only Jesus that can manage this season for you. Without Jesus, you can't manage this season. I want you, if you are here, you want to give your life, you want Jesus to come and manage the season for you. Please place your right hand on your chest and repeat the prayer after me. My Lord Jesus, I thank you for your work. I thank you for sending your son to come and die for me. Because in him, I have had redemption. Father, I believe your word. I believe it totally and I honor you. I accept you as my Lord and the personal savior of my life. Please accept me in your kingdom. Erase my name from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life. Let me from today become your son or your daughter. Take me, O Lord. Use me as you will. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you pray that prayer, please, it is not finished day. You have to continue with God. Because like I talked about the stage, you have just started your race. That is a stage you need to tell someone, please, how do I read the Bible? Need people to show you, please, come to church every day. Try and be in service. You cannot only be in service, be in a unit, and God will take you to places. May God help you in Jesus' name. For the rest of God, as, for the rest of us, as we preach, something I believe that God spoke a message into your heart. There must be a unique thing God spoke into your heart. I want you to open your mouth and begin to acknowledge that thing before God. If God spoke to you and said, I think, you man, you don't have faith in me. Tell God, Father, please, from today henceforth, I need your faith. If God spoke to you and said, ah, I did say, this is my cold season and I'm showing myself too much. Please say, Father, please help me to hide myself. Help me not to expose myself. Let's open our mouth and begin to pray. Let's open our mouth and begin to pray. Let's open our mouth and begin to pray. Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. One of the seasons that is very critical to us is the night season. The night season is a time for we should not show ourselves. If you show it, even in the life, if you expose yourself prematurely, I bet you your harvest will be destroyed. 
There are times you should not expose yourself. Stay in learning. Stay in creativity. You want to pray God and say, Father, please, Lord, help me to manage my dark season. Help me to manage my cold season. Help me to trust you and have faith in you that you will take me through this phase. Let's open our mouth and pray. Let's open our mouth and pray. And say, Father, Lord, again, say, Father, please grant me your presence. Let your presence always go with me. Because when God's presence goes with you, he will show you the way like he showed Haggai. Let's open our mouth and pray. Ask for the presence of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because your word, you sent your word and you healed them. In the beginning was the word and your word was light. And Father, as your light has gone forth, it is going, going to pierce all darkness. It's going to heal your people and revive your people. Father, please let this word not be like the word that was on the face of God on the third Let it be like the one on the fold. Let it germinate and be a fruit in your people. Help us to manage the seasons of our life. Help us to grow in our stages of our life. That you alone might be exalted and will make heaven in the last day. For these and many more we pray in Jesus' name. Can you put your hands together for Jesus?